0: Welcome to the P3 Podcast, the Pro Noctis Performance Podcast is the place to be if you're interested in topics such as mindset, coaching, personal development, elite performance and leadership development. Hi everyone and welcome again to the latest edition of the P3 podcast. We've gone a little bit left field today. We've gone slightly different, but there's definitely a massive crossover. So the gentleman who's joining me today is in esteemed sort of colleagues and fellow guests on the P3 podcast. We've had Gary Thomas, the Tour de France winner so far. We've got Martin O'Flyer, the rugby league legend. We've had Amy Cocaine, who's got 50 odd caps at the age of 24 for England rugby and has played in the World Cup final. But it is a crossover year because Pro Noctis is all about development, education and trying to do the best we possibly can for everybody, not only to achieve their goals in life, but also to have a happier life and be more content in what they're doing. And this guy has definitely done that. And we're going to talk a lot today about social media because I think it's a big topic at the moment, whether you hate it or love it, it is definitely a vehicle for conversation, a vehicle for positive content, and boy has this guy done it. So he's an ex-colleague of mine, we were both in the RAF together, both doing very, very similar jobs, although our speciality was very, very different. This guy was throwing people out of planes while I was taking people up climbing crags and taking them down big mountains in the Alps. But what this guy done is a little bit of a side hustle. His Instagram page, if you want to have a look at it's called Father Son Golf Journey, and it's absolutely phenomenal. I'll let the guy himself explain what it's all about, but it has literally grown arms and legs and created so much momentum, especially the last six to 12 months, that I wanted to get him on the pod and to talk about not just the reasons why he started the podcast, but in terms of some of the good, bad, and the ugly that we don't see around social media and development. So Andy Banks from Father and Son Golf, welcome to the P3 Podcast.
1: Hey, Phil. It's really good to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: No, not at all. Thanks so much for your time, mate. So I've obviously bigged up your platform there. As we're chatting, early 2021, it seems like you're growing hundreds and thousands of followers by the week and month of the minute, which is brilliant. You've sort of created a lot of momentum. But the guys that maybe have not seen your page yet, can you give us a little bit of backstory about why you created it and what was the purpose for it and what it's all
1: about? Yeah, so 2017, we started the page up. I didn't do any social media. I had a Facebook page, never went on it. Didn't have Instagram. But what I did have was a little boy who would have been, he would have been seven at the time, but he'd been playing golf for a few years. And we'd gone through the whole going on the range, doing some putting and everything else. And at about seven, Roddy got to the standard where we could go on the course and we'd play in a half length hole. And we sort of started recording his scores. I was just chatting to my wife and saying, you know, it'd be really good just to sort of keep track of his progress. You know, everyone kept saying, you know, he started at four and his swing was always pretty solid, always had the good angles that you'd look for and started shooting some good scores, even on the shorter hole. So I set up, originally called Fathersome Golf Journey. We've dropped the journey now, so it's just at Fathersome Golf. It was purely designed to put some videos of Riley swinging and just watch his journey in the game and how it grew. But at the same time, I was a fringe player for the RAF senior golf team. I was trying to motivate myself and also elicit tips and things from coaches So I'd throw my swings and some of my achievements or my rounds of golf. And it was really poor at the start. Like the longer that I've been involved with social media and understanding the requirement for quality of content and pictures, you know, I look back at the early stuff and it had none of that. But what it did have at the core was just me and Riley trying to have a little bit of fun with the game. And the things that we're known for now, such as our father versus son challenges... I can go all the way back to the first week of our page and we were doing little chipping competitions even way back then. So it's a humble little page. You know, I was originally surprised how quickly it grew, but the more I've spoken to people, I'm sure we'll touch on this, like the journey resonates with a lot of people. A lot of us have been very lucky and have really fond memories of playing golf with our dad or mom or sons or daughters. And I think that's what people can sort of relate to with the page. But essentially, that's how it started. And I had no aspirations for it to be a big thing. It was purely a bit of a diary, really, just to look back on.
0: Yeah, that still chimes now, isn't it? You're still creating great contact and great memories for you to look back on in the future. So at what point did your intention of, and it's still the same, I know we've had conversations around this, around documenting Riley's development and your journey to see basically how far you could go, how better you could get with one another, and also the chemistry within your relationship. At what point did it get to your thought patterns were around, well, actually, this is growing arms and legs you know, I probably need to put a bit more effort in. Because I would have thought that's one of the first bits where you're starting to build an audience and you're starting to get engagement. And now
1: you're thinking, well, actually, maybe I need to start having that bit more of a professional approach. So that would have been year before last. So 2019, 2020 was a real big year for us. But 2019, I would say around the middle of that year, we started having brands and sort of companies approach us and just basically saying they liked what we were doing. And the page, it would have been in the mid-thousands then. We've never been one of these pages that suddenly got 2,000 extra viewers. Because we've worked with Rick Shields, for instance, who's huge on social media. Like We've not done any of that. We did have a little bit with me and my golf last year. But primarily, we've just kept it to us. So it was middle of 2019 towards the back end, the momentum really sort of got going. And then this time last year, we were coming up to around 10,000 followers, which 10,000 is like the golden nugget on Instagram because you get the swipe up feature. So when you're collaborating with people, you can swipe up and it will take someone straight to their website or post. And as soon as we got that swipe up feature this time last year, we got Footjoy on board and various others. And then 2020 was just, I think, with the lockdown and people being at home. Last year was really crazy. And uh, I think by the middle of last year was when I really started thinking, like, we've got to try and take it serious and got a little bit of extra social media training and try to get an understanding of how to run the page properly. And that sort of got us to where we are now. Brilliant. And I know
0: what certainly seems from the outside looking in is that obviously you manage everything. You manage the page. You post. Riley has nothing to do with that. Riley's obviously more than happy to be in front of the camera and contribute and hold the camera when you're playing your shots. But from a parent's perspective, it's obviously really important that you manage that and expectations
1: and have the engagement with your followers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Riley's 10 years old, loves the game. He genuinely loves the little competitions we have. We both want to beat each other. There's no, this is dad trying to make his son look good. I genuinely want to beat him and I want to encourage that in him as well because I think having a competitive nature about you is a good thing, whether it's in sport or business and everything else in life. I do make sure he's shielded. We have very little negativity that comes out of the page. I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit later. There are moments, but I think for now, Riley likes going in. He likes the videos that I put together and he'll have a bit of input in, you know, that looks really good. We did the chipping where we both chipped in. He did one and I followed him in and he loved that and was reading all the comments (laughs) and, you know, seeing what people say. But I keep him out of the way of it. He likes what I'm able to bring through the page. So Riley's at the minute looking through Footjoy's catalogue for 2021 at what shoes he wants for this year. As a parent, that's really nice that I can give that to Riley because of the success of the page. But at the same time, making him understand that, you know, this isn't real life. Like, I genuinely work really hard for it. And I don't want Riley to ever think that everything's on the plate. And he works just as hard. And I think that's another key lesson for him as well.
0: Oh, it is. And I think there's a lot of principles around social media, which obviously we've talked about in the past, but we'll share with the listeners now. So just to go back a few months, so our Instagram page got hacked for some reason, bizarrely. I think digging a little bit deeper, I think it was an American cyber company was hacking Instagram pages around the time of the election. So we got froze. So basically they looked like there was an overseas login and then a UK login. So obviously somebody had been in it. So they just locked the page and Instagram are sort of famous for not getting in touch with you. And there's no communication. It's like you've violated our rules, whether you did it or not, so you shut down. So we give it about three or four weeks and then we have to start again. We don't take that brave decision of, well, we have to start again because if we wait here, we could be waiting forever for it to get launched again. And we were at a few thousand followers working our way towards that magic 10,000 for us to be able to positively influence as many people as we can because some of the content yeah, yeah. we put out is fantastic. You know, the videos around coaching, mindset, performance, everything that's true of the business. So we were absolutely devastated about that. But the reason I brought that up now is certainly I've had to have a conversation with my wife the last couple of weeks of saying, well, look, now we've created a new page and it's behind the rest of our social platforms. That was behind our YouTube. And so we need to get a bit of momentum into it. So A, we need to be consistent. We need to try and put the best quality we can. out. we need to engage with our followers and we need to be on it. So from a relationship perspective, it's put a bit of pressure on us the last couple of weeks because I am there in the evening on my phone, obviously commenting on that to the point where I said, this isn't going to last forever. We just need to get that initial momentum back up and running and see if we can pick up some of our old followers. Is that something that resonates with you in terms of the way you manage your page? Because it does take a lot of time and energy, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does, yeah. Me and my wife have had that. I'll hold my hands up. When I was trying to grow it last year, it probably took over too much and... Trying to reach an audience, you know, you can put content out there and Instagram's algorithms in a way that sometimes you can put the best piece of content out there and no one sees it. So you can go out, you can be trying to communicate with other pages and whether that's liking and commenting other golfers, which sometimes draws in that audience back into you. I was just spending a little bit too much time doing that. And especially in the evening, we're sat there. My wife's really busy. I'm busy in my primary jobs. I'm still in the Air Force in recruitment and recruitment's a massive focus of defense at the minute. We still need to put pilots in seats. It's busy in the day, but I kind of use the social media as a bit of an outlet from everything else. So I will take myself away where I'm not sat watching the TV with the wife or doing something with the kids. For instance, at lunchtime, Jen's gone and taken the dog out with the kids. They've gone for a little walk and I'm doing this with you out the way. And then later on, I'll have some time with the kids and mess about. It's about creating the right balance. I think I've got into a better place. It is really busy. I want to engage and talk to people. And I get so many questions like, how did you do your back garden? Well, that's really hard just to quickly message someone back, like they're asked explicitly, you know, what have you done? And I want to engage with people. And I'm actually looking to grow further, so, we're setting up a website where we'll have almost like blog-like posts or even embedded videos, such as this is how we did our garden. And we'll get asked, oh, you know, what's in the bag? And all the favorite questions that we get asked are going to be on that web page, And we just direct them, whether it's through the swipe up or just through the messaging service, just so we're still giving that personal touch back. But I've definitely reined it in. And to go back to your original point, that the time and effort involved in growing a social media page It's a lot. There's no getting away from it. We're in the fortunate position now where I do very little in trying to draw people in. The page is growing. I think this week, if we look at our insights, you know, we've got 650 new followers in a week. We hit a million impressions and reached over 200,000 accounts. And I've not even scrolled my newsfeed hardly. You know, I've looked at the people that we follow. So looking at what P3 podcast is putting out and literally just using that nucleus of people that we want to follow now to engage with. It's a really nice place to be, got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, can I, but you've got to go through that period of graft as well, haven't you? And it does take
0: a bit of sacrifice, for sure. Just to loop back in on one of the things that you said there in terms of your commitment to the game. And I mean, this is real life outside of your Instagram pages that you and Riley love the game so much that you talked about the other question you got asked about how did you do your garden? Of course, you put a putting and a chipping green into your back garden, haven't you? And you used it as a project during the lockdown in 2020 to be able to get good use of space and time and obviously quality time between yourself and Riley. So I can see why people have asked questions around that. but. Without specifically going into that bit, did you ever get a point yourself where you thought you were maybe getting a bit addicted to it, addicted to the social media and the engagement and the likes and the followers and things like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hands up. Especially in the, well, even now, you know, the success of the page is through the insights. Some of the companies that we're approaching us now, they're asking, what are your insights? So every post I push out, I want to know whether it's done well. Whether that's an addiction or just striving to be the best page possible, it's probably a little bit of both. I think you know a lot of people who are using social media not just to document their life, who are using it for a cause, whether it's fitness or whatever, I think it is easy to get stuck down the realms of getting slightly addicted to it. I think having the golf and being able to get on the golf course and play golf with Riley or go and take some time out into the garden The issue is for me, we try and document that so much as well. So me and Riley, yes, you see us playing golf. It looks like we play golf all the time and we take videos all the time. There's loads of times where we hit the golf course and it's just me and him. And there's no camera. We just try and use clever sort of content creation. to just, you know what, we're going to go out, right. I'm going to film a lot here and you know, he's cool with it. And I've got to be honest. You tell a 10 year old, 25,000 people are going to be watching his video after. It's putting a bit of pressure on him. So it's good in both ways. And the same for me. Like While he was filming, we've spoken about chipping woes and things like that. And he's like, right, I'm going to film you on this one, Dad. You're going to chip it. You're going to shank it. And I'm like, oh, no, I could put this video on social media. So I can try and use it to a benefit as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had flashbacks when my lad was young there. What you're doing with Riley in the back garden, it's real world, isn't it? You're chipping and putting for a purpose, but also for fun. And myself and my son spent hours and hours and hours in the back garden playing football. So it's no different. It's just that probably at that time of that era, it wasn't really possible to document it. But what I think is great, and this is why you probably get very, very little negative comments, because it is sincere. It is pure, it's organic, and it is about you guys. And I know that you're very, very clever in terms of, you might film a lot of content on one round of 18 holes, but that might be a couple of months worth of content there that you dissect down into certain elements of it in terms of a challenge, because you're thinking ahead, because you're a naturally strategic thinker, aren't you? You think ahead, you plan, you structure, nothing's very much off the cuff. And I think that's what creates that capacity then to have a level Instagram life balance, if you like.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get it right. And, you know, this is why we're working with yourself as well and always trying to be better. And I listen to my wife all the time. We got a busy, busy spell. Before Christmas, we did a 20-day giveaway, which was 10 giveaways every 10 days. And we've got into a position there where we're lucky to work with a bunch of brands. But I want those relationships to be the best I can make them. So they're like lifelong partnerships. And You know, if Riley chooses to carry on in the game, we could have years worth of the partnership, whether it's Foot Joy or Motor Caddy and anything like this that we sort of can fall back on. And it just gives us both a real good platform. i leave the Air Force in five years, possibly, if I choose to take my pension. I'll be 41. I can set up a whole new career with an account that in five years I'd be disappointed if it wasn't in the forty, fifty thousand 50,000 followed range, the way that we've been on the trajectory can move into a new space there and that's why the working and putting as much effort into them as us is just as important but to go back to my original you know we have a busy time and my wife's like, do you know what? You've been on your phone a lot today. And I'm like, yeah, we've got this giveaway thing that we're doing and I'm trying to put this on and you just have to draw yourself back. So my wife's really good at telling me off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but in your defense as well, she's a busy girl. She's got important jobs. So she's working in one side. So you're either going to sit down watching Netflix and chilling or jump on your phone to do it. So I can see how that works. You
1: know, and we do it every night. We're back mm-hmm. in lockdown. We've got the office US box set back from the start. We did it in the first lockdown. It makes us feel happy. We sit there every night and we sit there with the kids and we eat at the dinner table every night together, no phones. We then watch something with the kids and then me and my wife will sit there for a few hours and we'll watch something together. It's not quality time watching TV, but it's me and her doing something without any phones. Sometimes she goes to bed, whether it's nine, half nine, and then I'll sit up for two hours and work on my website or set up what content I'm putting out for the following day and just Get all that squared away. So I'm then not doing it the following day. So again, it's the strategy and I'd never turn myself overly intelligent, but it's just intelligent content creation where you can still live a life. So we'll get into some of the specifics around how you do what
0: you do in a minute, but I want to touch on the bit we were talking about earlier in terms of there's been the odd random person dropping in with some negative comments or feedback. I mean, there was one a couple of weeks ago that I saw where they were like, oh, here we go, another dad trying to get his pension pot sorted through his son, putting pressure on his son, all that type of thing. And you can see the vein of thought they're going through, but from somebody outside looking in, that's just someone who's just seen one post and hasn't looked at the background and everything you've done over the years. So you said it wasn't that common, but
1: does that type of comment have any sort of impact on you? Yeah, massively. I oh, know it shouldn't. And you have the odd rogue person that drops in a message. I've oh, had two. The one that you spoke about is one of them. There was another one middle of last year. It was a funny one because I've done a lot of research. I've got a lot of interest into human performance and that sort of things. And I took something from a mindset coach. And it was with junior golfers, the car ride home. And while he'd had a bad round and we were in the car on the way home, basically we were talking candidly and what we do, we do just pick three positive things from the round and move on. And that's what we were talking about. And we are saying, you know, if you're a junior golfer or a 36 year old one handicapper and you have a bad round, then rather than dwell on it, just do that after a round and then forget about it. And I thought it was a really positive message. Anyway, I got this golf mindset coach going, what a poor lad talking about his disappointment and things like this, you know, all that pressure on him. And bro, do you know what? I'm f- fuming. And I ended up getting into a bit of a rant with it. And I got to a point where I just blocked him and left it. And then I sort of posted about it and I got loads of positive feedback. But I realized some people out there are looking in and making judgment. And the one about me using Riley as a pension plan, it cuts really deep as a parent, and I know it shouldn't, mm. but it's very hard just to turn the other cheek. Yeah. I've no coping mechanisms for it. I don't get very many, but when they come along, I do take them to heart, because that isn't what the journey's about. Riley's good enough to go over to America and play in the World Championships. He could go up to Scotland and play in the European Championships. It cost us like six, 700 quid. We'd go up there for three days, he'd play and come back down. But at the minute, he's a 10-year-old lad. And the more we've spoken to people is that around 13 is when a kid wants to specialise. And if they want to make a career out of it, then around that age, if they've got good building blocks beforehand like Riley would do if he chose to do it, then brilliant. But until then, Riley's just a kid just having fun. There's no pressure on him to do well. He genuinely wants to do well and he wants to practice. I don't have to, you know... Riley, you need to go and do some putting right now. Like, like, right, Dad, what are we doing today? He's written out his own little routine during lockdown of what he wants to do. So I'm dead conscious that I don't put any pressure on him. And there are kids out there, I won't name them, but their dads definitely, definitely want their kids to do something as a PJ Pro. I conversely think this platform that we could create for Riley, where people see him growing the game it's hard to become a professional golfer. It's got to be one of the hardest out there, Q school and all the rest and everything else. If Roddy doesn't quite make the grade or he chooses not to, he's got a great platform. If he wants to become a golf coach, he's got such good personal attributes for coaching. He's really kind and he's intelligent and things like that. Then guess what? He's got a great platform for that. So there's absolutely no pressure on the lad for sure. And as long as he's enjoying it, that's all that matters for now. But the hard comments are difficult. They're definitely difficult.
0: That's pieced a few things because it was actually the back end of last summer when we started chatting via WhatsApp. I think your question was, can we have a chat about the environment I'm setting for Riley? So it might've been that conversation that triggered it in terms of that three positives talking on the way home. And I agree with that because what tends to happen is though, when the parents are trying to force their kids into, I don't know, Q school in a few years time to get them as pro golfers, they'll be verbally hammering them on the way home of everything they did wrong. When the kid or the adult has been playing, they know exactly what they've done wrong. But the biggest important learning lessons is learning from those mistakes, but also, conversely, consolidating the positive things because we're prone to think of the negative just the way we are as human beings. And we forget about the good stuff, but it's the good habits that allow us to kick on as a level of performance. And I think the acronym that we use, and I think I said it to you in the message, is that it needs to be three things when we create an environment. It needs to be safe, physically and psychologically safe. It needs to be enjoyable. They need to have fun. They need to really want to be there. And the day if they oh I don't want to pick my clubs up today, then that's fine. What you want to do? Let's play PlayStation or do you want time on your own? Or do you want to go and see your mates, which I know is very, very important to you and Riley for sure. And only then when you have that safety environment and psychological safety and they're enjoying themselves, do they learn. And if anybody's listening to this podcast thinking, well, I'm not too sure about that. Well, think about a time when you weren't learning something and it was really difficult, probably because it wasn't safe from a physical or psychological perspective and you weren't enjoying it. So they're the two fundamentals. And I think this is where we're going to work and collaborate is to ensure that over the next year as we continue to keep that safe environment, make sure that yourself and Riley are enjoying it. And I'll be down as soon as COVID's over. And we'll go down and we'll have a round of golf and Riley be taking a mickey out of me and I'll be taking a mickey out of Riley and we'll have a bit of fun to the point where we'll want to do it again. And the golf scores will be immaterial. It doesn't matter on that day, but what we will do is start building that relationship and that trust across the board. So just feedback externally for you, mate, Everybody knows, everybody knows that's not what this is about. And you can see the parents, they stand out when they're pushing their children for that. So it is hard, I know, to take that negative feedback, but you know, 99.9% positive feedback is really good. And most will take that. So let's get into the specifics and the technical side of social media. So if somebody's listening to this and they think, like, oh, right, social media, build a page, what would be like your top three or five
1: tips that you would give them? Oh, that's a good one. So one thing for me for saving time, and this is in no particular order because this is out of left field a little bit, I never get asked this. So the first one is stay consistent. So we've stayed consistent. It's always been about father and son. We haven't really ever changed that. I think we, when I was playing different golf courses with the RF, I tried doing like course reviews just individually, and that didn't really work. Our page is father and son. Just keep it about our journey. So staying consistent, get some good apps, that help you build your content. We use Canva and I use PowerDirect. I'm all Android. I'm not a Apple geek. But what I've found with using Canva, I pay for the subscription. So all our stories that have got the little phone on and the background, I can turn a picture of a product that's arrived into that in seconds. And previously, trying to come up with some good stuff for that would take hours. So mess about with some apps that sort of work and see what other people are using. But Canva and a good photo editing app are key, which will then lead me on to number three, is that really the content, and I do some work with RF recruiting social media, and I worked with the training team on this. And I actually got it from them. So learning how to take pictures with the correct lighting, and I'm not an expert at photography, but making the photos interesting. So we took a picture of Riley's tour bag and my stand bag. And I must have took about 50 photos out the front of our house, Bear in like, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> and I looked through and about 48 of them were really boring. But when I started, I'd have just gone up, took a couple of pictures and bang, that would have gone on to Instagram. And I'm not saying that these posts do really well, but I took it from a slightly different angle. I think I got quite low down. It was a bit more of an interesting photo. It used the light better, edited it up and it goes on and it's just a better piece of content. And think really don't rush content out because you feel like you've got to push content out. I, I want to push something out every day. And there's definitely been a place where two or three days running because I've had nothing, I've put out poor content. And I don't think it does you any favors. You know, you look at some of the bigger brands out there, they sometimes post on Instagram once every three or four days, but it'll be a really quality picture or the message will be good. That would be three of them. This will be my last one. I won't think of a fifth because it'll be a rubbish one. But this was a good one for us. So Instagram TV came out last year and I wouldn't touch it with a barge pole because I was like, I don't know nothing about it or anything else. And then I watched a YouTube video about growing pages and it was like, use everything that Instagram is giving you. So now you've got reels now, you've got your lives, you've got stories or smash home on stories. Each individual story is getting between three and 4,000 views apiece. So it's as good as our content. We don't need to push something out in the day because it's being viewed anyway. But then we used Instagram TV. That has absolutely made our channel what it is because we can go out, we can produce a video that's over a minute long. I'll use it as an example. We had a Daniel shot. The wind was behind us and it was a hard round. It's a difficult shot. It was only one shot. 60 yards. We played it. It was nearest the pin wins. That video has had 160,000 views, and all through Instagram TV. And then when you start looking at some of our other ones, you know we've got a few that are over 100,000. We've got multiple now that are in the 50,000 plus views, and some of those videos have got like 600 extra follows just because of that. So from something that I was scared of using. We've used it to our advantage. So the golf pros that are out there doing tuition videos and sticking it on Instagram TV, it may not work for some, but for us, it's definitely worked really well. All of that resonates deeply with me. What about like using hashtags and things like that? Do you use them or... Yeah, so I've done a bit of research into hashtags and I've got to be honest, the Insta algorithm's a bit of a funny one. And the more I've researched into it, it's just making the hashtags targeted. But if you're a golf account with 2000 people using hashtag golf as a hashtag, it's pointless because that hashtag golf is going to be trending for people like Rick Shields or Peter Finch or, you know, me and my golf. I mean, I throw it in there, but I'm never going to rank on a hashtag like that. But something like Golf UK, where it's got, I don't know, maybe it's got 10,000, 15,000 individual uses and even less, you know, make it a specific. And there's tools that you can use out there for hashtags, but for yourself using human performance, there's going to be some big guns out there ranking on human performance. But if you typed in human performance golf, there may only be like a thousand uses of that hashtag suddenly you start ranking within that hashtag and it's growing that momentum. And then as you get bigger into golfer or whatever for us, that's what we try and use. We try and use like medium hashtags, but it's not something that I focus on greatly. I try and change them and make them specific to the posts. Yeah, And I think Instagram doesn't like you using the same ones over and over. It catches on. Instagram's got clever now to people going out and using bots. So keeping it as authentic as possible. If you've done a golf mindset video and you're writing in their golf bag, for instance, you know, what's the point in that? It just makes no sense. So just make it specific to what you're actually doing it for. Yeah, great one. I don't know if that counted as your fifth one, mate, but my fifth one would be asking you about the importance of
0: collaborations. Because I think anybody that's on Instagram, when you start getting some good content, I mean, we're getting them, We've only been going a couple of months. You know, people, I want to collaborate with you, you know, come and wear our clothes and stuff like that. I've already had a couple of them and we haven't got many followers at all compared to you. What was your journey with that? Was there smaller companies, bigger companies? I know you've got global brands involved now, but what was the journey there in
1: terms of collaboration? Uh, I get asked this a lot. Do you write off to people and things like that? Absolutely. We've been approached by numerous companies. So we were asked to do two years running the American Golf Father's Day campaign. So that does work really well, collaborating with someone like American Golf, really big UK golf brand. And then when we did that campaign, we definitely had a positive reaction on our page because of it. And it was a positive series that we were doing because of the, you know, taking pictures of you playing golf with your dad. So it was a nice thing to be involved in. So like some things come out of left field, I've written off to certain companies saying, you know, this is a space that we don't represent, but we would really like to because we offer this. So it's been a little bit of both, but when you are, it's beyond with what they will achieve from Mm -hmm. yourself. So a company that we've started working with recently that we hope will do really well. It's a really nice partnership to be involved in, which is the open team memberships. Good idea, trying to grow golf for people who don't have memberships or people that have memberships and want to play other golf, but creating a community inside it. So they approached us on it and we're under a contract with them and things like that. But get to know what they want from you and get it written down because it can be hard. You know, we work with some brands where they have thrown us free equipment and that and nothing's written down. And we're in a place now where we're monetizing the page. And this goes back to spending time with my wife. Why am I going to spend an hour of my week trying to grow another brand, but it not actually worked for us as well? So there's a bit of everything thrown into there. You know, it's got to have value for us at the same time. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah, for sure. And just
0: moving forward then, so we've talked about the journey, where you are and some of the skill sets you've learned and you're utilising right now. But Father Son Golf on Instagram, a website and blog posts and being a guest on podcasts, you know? Yeah. How big do you see this going? Take Riley up the equation and what his journey is going to be like, but where are you thinking? Where's your imagination going?
1: I want to work in the golf industry if I leave the Air Force. I still enjoy what I do. I have loads of opportunities, but golf's a passion. And if you can work in something that you're passionate about, then that makes your life fulfilling and everything else. So where do I see the page? I don't, you'll probably tell me I'm wrong here. I want it still to be about me and Riley. People have asked us, is Riley going to take the page at some point and use it for his journey? Especially if, let's say, Riley wants to go down the professional golfer route. And we've set up a page and it's got 50,000 viewers and it's still really heavily engaged. And people have seen Riley from the age of seven. Let's say his dream is to play on tour. You know, there's no bones of the bear in it, but let's say that he achieved it. We've put some good building blocks in between there to help his journey because sponsorship and golf's expensive and Mm -hmm. playing different courses and equipment, all that sort of stuff is hard to come by. So I just want to create the best environment for Riley to sort of grow up in. Where do I see it in the future? I want to have a good website that we can engage with people on a slightly different level. Instagram can sometimes be a little less personal. So I want a bit of our backstory, things like this, you know, where people are generally interested in what we do. I get asked all the time, how did you get Riley into golf? Well, I will put a nice blog or something onto our website where people can go in and go, right, this is how Andy created a good environment for Riley to grow and enjoy the game. It's tried, it's tested, it worked for Riley, it's not Mm. going to work for everyone. But to sort of create that, and I don't really want to venture any further out than that. I do want to build up the partnerships. Like we've got some really cool stuff on the horizon with some big global manufacturers who are now interested in what we're doing. What's on the card there for Riley and everything else is just mega cool. And then playing different golf courses and experiences, you know, we've got to go to close house to Graham Wiley invited us up. They put us up in the bungalow as a whole bungalow for us. The girls came and, you know, these are great life experiences for the whole family and I'm all about that that's really where I see it going for the interim long term I'm not sure I'm not sure if something like father-son golf can ever be as big as the huge things out there because we're not doing loads of stuff with equipment and equipment really does drive the views that is the big pull people want to see tech drivers being tested and everything else so we're happy being that sort of middle ground and just making it good for us really
0: yeah brilliant okay mate and last question really I think is You've had some amazing experiences over the last few years and obviously great opportunities, which you touched on, obviously close house there. And if I remember right, looking at your page,
1: did you meet Lee Westwood there as well while you were there? Yeah, yeah. So obviously European Golfer of the Year and (laughs) he hadn't achieved that at that time. But it was two days before we flew out to Augusta to go and play in the Masters. And we came off the Philly course, which is the sister course to the championship one that held the British Masters and it was all organized so graham Wiley who runs the estate and close house and sort of built it all up he'd been talking to him for a while he's like listen lee's going to be a about if you want to have a chat to him and we're like this is amazing and yeah. we walked in after playing in the rain for four hours we literally sat with lee for an hour riley got to ask him questions i got to speak to him about his experiences spoke about family stuff had a couple of coffees and got a couple of pictures and lee went on his way as a parenting goal being able to do that my wife and my daughter were there and my daughter's not into golf but she'd been shopping all day at the metro center and even neve seeing someone who was on the telly because when lee did win the european player of the year it's like neve do you remember him and she's like no way (laughs) (laughs) brilliant uh, yeah so you know creating memories you know it doesn't get better than that and that's all we can do isn't it is just create the best times possible and I feel sorry for the kids that are right down the route and they're being drilled and they're hitting ball after ball after ball because they may make it onto tour and things like that but when they look back is it going to be as fulfilling as and I'm not saying I'm perfect I've definitely got things wrong but I'm really pleased with how things are going and how happy both the kids are so I think I sleep better at night knowing that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think those kids that are getting drilled time and time again from a young age, they end up falling out of love with the sport anyway, even if they did love it at the first place or they're doing it to appease their parent rather than themselves. And I know that that's not the case here where Riley's doing it because he loves the sport. Obviously, that's fantastic sort of synchronicity because... You love the sport and you have done for years. And what a magical moment it is that you can not only spend that time together on the golf balls, but also document it and share it with thousands of people. And I think it's a great tribute. and I think it's a shining example for other parents out there, mate. I really, really sincerely mean that. And if we can help and support and collab, which I'm sure we will do moving forward, more the better for us all too. So Andy, just let the guys know then. So if they want to get in touch with you, they want more information, where's the best place for them to go?
1: Instagram is at father and then it's underscore sun underscore golf so search so father sun golf look for andy and riley banks we're on there the website it's under construction but some of it's up live where you can get a little bit of information about what we do so it's www.fathersongolf.co.uk. yeah they're really the primary means the email addresses are on both of them and people have the option you know if they want to ask further questions or they're interested in how i built the back garden and uh, <laughs> or you know what am i doing to try and make riley enjoy the game as much as possible that's an easy one it's just do lots of competitions and mess about and things like that but you know we do enjoy people asking those questions and interacting with people in those sort of ways
0: Yeah brilliant and I'm sure obviously people follow on Instagram you'll let them know when the page is live and fully active and they can subscribe to your newsletters and keep up to date as well with that that's all that good stuff coming over the next few months Well personally on my level mate I'm really looking forward to getting on the course for you I'm looking forward to learning from you you know you're a good few shots ahead of me and I look forward to gleaning on your experience and to get some lessons from Riley, to be fair. Um, <laughs> one of my big goals for 21 is to get my handicap down by a few shots too. And the way I do that and the way I motivate myself from that is by playing different courses and playing with different people and enjoying it, going back to my principles earlier. So really look forward to spending some time with you, mate, once we get this lockdown over. So for now, thanks very much for joining us, Andy. Wish you and Riley all the very best with your page at uh, Father Sand Golf. And I look forward to catching up with you soon.
1: Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
0: We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the P3 podcast. If you'd like to engage further with us, then please come and follow us across all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And of course, follow us on wherever you get your podcasts to be one of the first to be notified of any new content.